Today, on the National Basketball Association edition of Lighting Money on Fire, we open up our thoughts on the quarter pole mark of the NBA. We give out all our awards, including Most Valuable Player, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and really the most argued about thing, almost certainly, which will be First Team All-NBA Honors. Let me tell you, it is a trash fire trying to figure that out. I can't wait to see the terrible selections Grant's going to end up having made and the really impressive selections I'll have end up made we'll see i don't know it's tough it's it's very disconcerting to try and come up with a list of five people i challenge you to do it also we're going to go go over our bet from last week which was a winner best bets you got to listen to us man we know what we're talking about we won this one it was great we're going to talk about that of course we're going to give you our best bet for this week as well we're going to do it all right now in lighting money on fire nba edition with grant dennison and jonathan levy most of those sentences were sentences. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect. You're like eighty percent <laughs> sentences. Exactly, it's pretty good. <laughs> if you get eighty percent of anything, you're a champion. Yep. Like eighty percent three point shooter. Wow, you're the best of all time. That's pretty good. But you know what? Eighty percent two point shooter. You're the best of all time, as long as you take some volume. Yeah, you got a little bit of volume. You're good. Four right? for five isn't going to do it for your career. No, no. But if you know every if every game you could shoot guaranteed four for five, you should have a job forever. That's probably what Levar Ball would have done had he been in the NBA. But his defense would have locked everybody down. He can beat Michael Jordan one on one. You know, everyone made fun of him, but how did we know? Yeah, what's what's Jordan going to do when he posts up? Exactly, he's got too like, much mass. He's going to get owned in the paint. Yeah, got nothing. Yeah, get, go back to school. Go back to North Carolina, Michael. Did you even graduate? You dummy. <laughs> you bald dummy. <laughs> yeah, LeVar Ball, lots of hair. Um, all right. So, yes, we did win. We yeah, won. We, are you kidding? Not only did we won easily. Yeah. We actually would have won if we did both of our bets, but we only did yeah. one of them. Um, so we, we both wanted to bet on the game that was the Pelicans hosting the Wizards. And what we ended up doing was Pelicans minus six, and that came in. They won by, uh, what, 16. That, that's going to do it. 125, 109, that'll, I believe. That'll usually do it, you know? Yeah, so that was, you know what? I've been saying every week I say, you have to listen to us. These bets are gold. <laughs> you have to put your money where our mouth is because our mouths are in really high-esteemed places. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know? Jonathan's saying, uh, don't do that. Don't actually... Why? Listen to us. We, did we not just win? If someone bet, true or false, someone bet their life savings on our best bet last week, they would be rich right now. <laughs> Depends on how much their life savings Well, for was. them, they'd be rich, though. For, their, have, for their life. They'd have about double the money. Would that make them rich? Also, they'd, they'd, be, money they have. <laughs> they'd also be rich with stories because yes. they'd be able to tell an incredible story about this. Also, you wouldn't be able to double your money. It's probably minus 105 or something. Is it almost? Minus 110, you know. So, so anyway, yeah, um, this is yeah. not a, a podcast in which we are claiming to be sports betters no. or gurus or anything. So, you know. No, but if you were dumb enough not to bet it, you get what you deserve. Yeah. I mean, you're a piece of shit. I hope you had money in the stock market and it went down. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you failed in every aspect of your life. Yeah. If you don't want to take our advice. I mean, you shouldn't take our advice. Let's be clear. We're not experts, but if you didn't. You know, you can, if you die in a grease fire, you die in a grease fire. That's all I'm saying. No one will mourn you. <laughs> <laughs> no one, huh? That's a, a harsh way to begin a podcast for. Oh, a listeners. Chris, there aren't Wednesday, enough of you. <laughs> Chris, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. 
Would you say that to our poker audience, which is far bigger? <laughs> well, I mean, I could afford to lose some of them. Yeah. Every listener of this show is like so precious. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like the ring from the Lord of the Rings. You know, you got to take this thing to Mordor and protect it with your life. But then you have to eliminate it. You know, it's super weird. Also, you could have just flown to Mordor. They have those those big eagles that they fly in at the end. Yeah. Where were they the whole three movies? It was actually Eagle Orgy Month the whole time. It was like three years worth of movie, wasn't it? I don't know. Those, those things went on forever. It was long movies. Oh, my God. The ending of the third one. People watch extended editions of that shit. I know. All in a row. I know. What's the matter with you? <laughs> that shit is so boring. Yeah. So boring. And I will fight anyone who disagrees. And that's the not extended edition. Yeah, that's right. The normal editions are... Su- the first one especially is just brutal. What's happening with Aragorn and Burgergarn? <laughs> and then there's Lorberdarn over there in a different castle. I mean... And then King Berberbarn is mad and he's lighting trees on fire. Here's the thing. I once read the Lord of the Rings trilogy because I was on a 72-day trip to Europe by myself. I was staying in like tiny towns and stuff. This is... uh back in the day. And so I had nothing to do. Yeah. And this was like pre like internet being awesome and pre technology in a lot of ways. So you could like bring DVDs with you, but that was about it. You couldn't just sort of be online all the time and have cool things to do. So, uh, so I read those freaking three books and I was bored through it, through all of them. And it took forever, but I <laughs> still forced myself to read them because I had nothing else to do. I was like in some tiny little hamlet in North England. You couldn't stuff. have found a different book. I mean, I did. I read other books, too. Actually, I read the most depressing book I've ever read as well. What book? Uh, it was called I Know This Much Is True by Wally Lamb, and it's uh, incredibly depressing. It was so depressing that I, my girlfriend came up and visited me for a week. She came across the ocean and visited me, and uh, we did not. it did not go well. It was a very, very bad trip. Boy, did she yell. And uh, I couldn't read the book because... I was sort of depressed about my life and reading the book made me so, de- I was like, this is bad. Like, so I just like did not read the book while she was there. I needed some space from like horrible times, but it's a great book. Having said that, so it's an amazing book. read Chicken Soup for the Soul instead? I don't know. I think I read Lord of the Rings. You know, I brought like four books with me and I read them all. Anyway, anyway. don't, don't do that because it's boring. A lot of people <laughs> will, will hate us for saying that. Yeah. That's too bad. It's okay. Let's talk about what the majority of this podcast will be about the quarter season awards. Yes. As according to the LMLF boys, which is us. Um, so yeah, it's about a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. The way I'm going about these awards is, and, and we didn't make this metric before we actually chose our awards, but the way I'm thinking of it is as if the season were ending right now, we're Absolutely. not like projecting out anything. We're saying exactly. like, the season's over. All the injuries that have already happened do count. You have to mm-hmm. eliminate those games. You know, we can't just say like, well, he's averaging so much, but and for the rest of the season, he'll probably keep playing. Yeah. We're, not, we're not adding that in. Like, for example, Steph Curry's missed 40% of the Golden State yeah. Warriors season, so I could not in good conscience put him, give him any award or put him on the first team, even though had he played every game with these numbers, he might be the MVP. He certainly would be first team yeah. NBA, but he just isn't anywhere to be seen on my list because of that. So right. we didn't say it, but we're on the same page. Yeah. All right, so we're going to end with first-team All-NBA because that's going to be the one that's the hardest to do. I feel like the, I'd be surprised if we have strong disagreements about MVP, coach, or rookie of the year, but you often do surprise me and not in good ways. So we'll see what happens. Not in good ways. No, you disappoint me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, Doing I, it right now. I, I really wonder why that week went poorly with your girlfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder why. Um, all right, so... <laughs> Quarter season awards. Yeah. Let's start with MVP. Okay. The big one, the Kahuna. Now, I feel like there's a pretty clear guy. Me too. It's got to be the same guy, right? Yeah. 
It's Giannis. Yeah. It's Giannis. It's yeah. Giannis. Let's talk about Giannis. Okay. Let's talk about his numbers just for a second. Great. Because that is, I mean, first of all, the Bucks are doing very well. They're second in the East after the impressive Raptors. Um, Giannis's number, I mean, if he could shoot a three at all, the league would explode. <laughs> That's he, fair. He's averaging 27.6 points per game, 13 Point two rebounds. I know that's outrageous. An absurd number. Outrageous. One point three blocks, uh, one point five steals, and six assists. While not shooting well from three at all, but shooting fifty eight percent from the field. He's shooting two and a half threes per game at eleven and a half percent from three, and still shooting fifty eight percent from the field total. You know how hard that is to do. He's basically giving away two and a half field goals. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Because he's still shooting 58%. He is, um, not surprisingly, the leader in field goals made uh, with it in the restricted area by a lot uh, in the NBA this year. He, and the thing is, so he could put up these numbers, and if the, if the Bucks were struggling, he probably wouldn't be. I might, we might call him the MVP. We might say he's the best player, and that would be reasonable. But he wouldn't win the MVP in real right. life because that's not how they do it. But because the Bucks are actually doing well, the Bucks, as of this recording, are 15-7. and seven. Second in the East, they have a 10.1 point differential, which, believe it or not, is the best in the league. Like, he is absolutely going to win the MVP if they keep any of this up. I don't know if they are going to. The Bucks fall back and win 44 games. He probably won't win it. Yeah. But if they win 52 games or more, he's got it. I mean, he's basically got it locked up at this point, I think. Like, how is he not going to win? Right. I agree. Um, we should talk about other candidates as well. Yeah. But uh, as far as Giannis is concerned, if you haven't seen a Bucks game and you like basketball at all, just watch one. Uh, Jonathan, have you seen a Bucks game this year? I don't believe I have. What the fuck have. is wrong with you? Watch. I have, I have a life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure you do. I know what your life is. So <laughs> Giannis, though, like you watch him. I, in my opinion, there hasn't been a player who looks as dominant. I'm not saying good, but as dominant since Shaq. Just like in a way that's kind of unstoppable. Wow. Like when he is in the posts and or driving the lane and he just like turns around and his arms are longer than everybody and he yeah. just dunks it and nobody can do a fucking thing about it. It's just over. That's it feels like Shaq, you know. It's pretty cool. A different yeah. type of Shaq. Yeah. You know. Fifty eight percent from the field with a guy who cannot hit threes but takes them anyway is just outrageous. Crazy fast, can jump crazy high. And is super strong and dominates the paint and is a good passer, great defender. He's he's one of the future pieces of the NBA for sure. I mean, I mean, he's one of the present pieces of the NBA. Forget yes. about the future. He has, still has this real um, upside to him, which is really incredible. Like you were saying, he's shooting eleven and a half percent from three. He's last season he had to shot thirty one percent from three, so he's better than this anyway. He um he should be able to improve that. His free throws is 69%. He's taken 9.3 free throws per game, so he's going on the line all the time. He should be able to improve that as well over time. Now, maybe he won't, but if he improves both of those things, just to get to like an 80% free throw shooter and like a 34% three-point shooter, I mean, that's a huge level up from where he is right now. Yeah. That's a major difference. Yeah. So he can still get significantly better, which is pretty insane. Now, he's still young, too. Like, this guy could be the MVP for a lot of years at this point, right? He could, but he has some competition, and we're going to talk about a little bit of that competition yeah. right now, including, uh, I think the main competition right now is Joel Embiid. Would you agree with that? Um, I think there's two guys. I think he's one of them. Uh, maybe three guys. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say four guys. Embiid is one, for sure. Kawhi Leonard is one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Steph Curry is one. When Steph Curry comes back, we're talking for the rest of the season. But, but we're for not right, actually. If we're just talking about for this, obviously Steph Curry. We're, we're doing our quarter season. Awards. Okay. If we're just talking about that, I thought you were talking about for the yeah. whole thing. Um, then the only other guy is Russell Westbrook. Has got to be considered too. What about LeBron? I don't think you can consider him for for MVP right now. I think he can. But let's talk about Embiid first. Great. Okay. So Embiid's numbers actually a lot of similarities with Giannis's numbers. He plays a very different game, of course. Yeah. Embiid's averaging 27 points, very similar to Giannis. 13.4 rebounds, 0.2 more than Giannis. Yeah. Not to be overlooked, 13.4 is an incredibly good number. Yeah, of course. Top five. Yeah. Two blocks, which is better than Giannis. Okay. He's a center, but sure. Uh, half a steal. Um, three and a half assists, which is pretty good for a center, but certainly less than Giannis. He's shooting a lot better from three, but it's only 30% from three, which is not great. He's shooting much worse from two. Yeah, from two, he's only shooting 47%. <laughs> So, so that's kind of telling and, and meaningful. Now, he's also, they're both great defensive players, but he is an elite defensive player. So is Giannis, isn't he? I don't think if Giannis is being as good defensively as, relatively to his position as Embiid is. Um, you might be wrong on that, though. I might be, but I could be wrong on lots of things. True. I'm pretty sure I'm, pretty sure I'm right about that, bro. Uh, well, but they're both really good. Based just on those numbers, we have to give the edge to Giannis, of course. Giannis has him in assists. Giannis's team is playing significantly better. Giannis... Um, is, is shooting way better from two, way worse from three, but overall way better. He handles the ball more. I don't know. I give him a little credit. By the way, Embiid has almost as many turnovers per game as Giannis does, 3.1 to 3.5, and Giannis has almost twice as many assists per game. feels like that matters to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Giannis has clearly got it over Embiid. Right. But Embiid is in the conversation. Okay. Let's you, do one of the other guys. All right. Um, talk about Russell Westbrook. Let's do it. So it's easy to say, oh, yeah, the guy who has the fake stats. Yeah. And I understand that that's where I go with this normally, too. He had a triple-double two years in a row, which has never happened before in NBA history, and he's on the verge of doing it again. 23 points, 9.5 assists, 9.9 rebounds. Now you said he had a triple-double. You mean averaged? Yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Averaged a triple-double the last two seasons. Um, so he's probably going to end up doing it again because he is a stat whore, he is. which isn't cool. Uh, him and Harden are both stat whores. Uh, yeah, but I, no one like Russell Westbrook, right? right? Um, but here's the thing. The Oklahoma City Thunder started off 0-4, their record is 15 and seven. They've gone 15 and three. And that 0 and 4, he missed, I think, two of those games because of injury. Since he's, I mean, when he's played, they've been very, very good in the super tough West. And he's been great. Yeah. And fair. it can be easy to dismiss him because he won it two years ago. And we sort of think it was undeserved, like looking back now, mm-hmm. even though it was historic. But he is the reason why they win. Paul George is a nice piece. Steven Adams is a nice piece. But come on, he is the engine that stirs everything. Yeah. So. I think, it's, I think it's important to give him his due, and it's easy to overlook him. Like, I didn't even consider him, but when I was looking at all the numbers, I was like, how can I ignore him? His team is great. They're winning because of him. Like, I often think of Oklahoma City as winning in dis- despite of him, in spite right. of it. But it's not true. It's just easy to say that because we sort of don't like him. Yeah. But he is a dominant player. He's tough to, he's tough to coach, and he's tough to like, win titles with and all that, but he's a dominant player. He is. Now, a more dominant player than him, clearly, is LeBron James. And I'm, I'm like, you're making a face, but obviously LeBron James is a more dominant player than Russell Westbrook. If you're going to pick a player that's more dominant, right? He's more dominant in the playoffs. That's for sure. Okay. LeBron. I just, you always have to make the case for LeBron in my mind. Um, he's averaging almost 28 points per game, 6.7 assists, 7.7 rebounds, 1.3 steals, a block shooting. Let's see. 52% from the field and 37% from three. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And the That's Lakers are winning now. They are yes. 14 and 9. Right. They've after come around to the weak start. And of course, that is mostly because of LeBron James. Yeah, the rest of his team sucks. Yeah. Like 
Brandon Ingram is a big disappointment. Lonzo Ball has been fair at best. Josh Hart's been fine. He's been fine. Kyle Kuzma's been fine. Yeah. But no one's like taken a big step forward like we kind of thought some of these guys would. Lonzo especially and Ingram. Those are like the two guys. And neither one has done a whole lot with this opportunity. Um, they're absolutely winning because LeBron is being LeBron. Right. For sure. And from a statistical perspective, and I'm not saying that he's my pick. My, my quarter season pick is, is Giannis. Giannis has won yeah. the MVP for quarter season. He kind of has in to the Grant Dennison from, a, from a numbers point of view. But, but the on. reason LeBron is in the conversation is because of the verbiage of the award, most valuable player. Like, who is actually of the most value to their team? And I believe it's LeBron James, even if his statistics are not as impressive as Giannis's. I mean, I don't know how we can really determine that in fair ways. Like, if you remove... If you trade them for each other, we think the Lakers are worse. You think the Lakers are worse than the Bucks are better? Yes. I'm not sure if that's true. I mean, I'm just looking at the Cavs right now. Okay, this but this season. Okay, but Giannis isn't on the Cavs. I know. Right? Like if give give the Cavs Giannis, I don't know how many games they win. Okay. Like look at the Bucks. The Bucks are really, really, really good now. They like are. Like they're winning a million games, right? I mean, they have the best point differential in the league. That's they have one other good player on the team. I mean, I, mean, I guess you could argue Bledsoe, so you could debatable. argue Brogdon, but those guys are not special. Middleton special. Yeah. Middleton's good. But right. so is Kevin Love. But yeah, I mean, fair. But the Cavs obviously horrible without LeBron. Horrible. Now they're also now tanking, but yes, yeah. horrible. Yeah, I mean, like you would say that LeBron is the best player in the world still, right? Um, yeah, I would. But I think it's really, really like the lead has shrunk significantly because Giannis has come on so hard. Giannis is very good. It's hard to argue. He's like, beat, by the way, is coming on super hard too. It seems like Giannis is the heir apparent. It now point. feels like that, yeah. yeah. It feels like that. People have been talking up Giannis basically since he came into the league with all that potential. Well, and the first year, he was like basically just Bill Simmons talking about him. Okay. But, but, then, like, but once he started to do a little bit, yeah. everyone was like, wow, he's so young. And you, they could sort of see all the places where the upside was coming. And he's one of the few guys who's really um, delivered on that, which is cool. Really, really is, cool. It is cool. Um, so did you have another candidate? I feel like I had one other guy. Oh, it was Kawhi. Okay, yeah, Kawhi, whose numbers are not nearly as impressive as the other players, but right. we know his impact on defense is bigger than anybody's in the league, probably. Yes. He's probably the best defender in the league. Certainly a top three yeah. defender in the league. Plus, he does score 26 points a game, and that team is different. Yes. That team is just different. He's a lot were. better than DeMar DeRozan. Yes, he is. Now, I don't think we can even consider him when, when faced with these other players, though, for quarter season MVP. I mean, I'm not considering anybody but Giannis. Yeah. I feel like Giannis clearly has it. I think Embiid is at least worth a small consideration, but Giannis has the edge. I mean, if you had, if there were 20 people voting, I would assume Giannis would, would get first 19 or 20 first place votes. Yeah. If not all, like he might just be the unanimous guy. That's, that's pretty telling. All right. So MVP goes to Giannis for yes. quarter season. Congratulations. Yes. Giannis. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, next one. Coach of the year. Coach of the year, okay. I have three candidates. Okay. There's one obvious candidate that everybody would pick right now and I think has to be our quarter season. I hope guy. it's the guy I was thinking because there's a guy who I felt was the clear guy. All right, who's your guy? Doc Rivers. Yeah. Okay. This is These, these awards are easy. It, the, seems, the, the, it feels for, easy. I do have for, another... First team All-NBA is going to be hard. This is easy. Go it's going to be very hard. My other two... All right, I'll start with the less good candidate. Mike Malone. The Denver Malone, Nuggets... Denver, yeah are quite good. Not much changed on the roster. I mean, they drafted Michael Porter Jr. because they decided the roster was good enough, right? So I don't know if that's because they decided the roster was good enough. Well, because they are in kind of win now and build mode. So they felt comfortable drafting a guy who was going to sit out for a year. I mean, you could make the opposite argument, right? They drafted Michael Porter Jr. because the roster isn't good enough. and You have to take a flyer on the high upside guy 
because you're, you know, like adding, adding a piece which helps you win a, an extra two games isn't worth it. I don't know. I mean, either way, they took Michael Porter Jr. No, no, seriously. Thanks for fucking tanking my thing. Well, great. you said a stupid thing, so you got tanked. Stupid thing. Yeah, it was dumb, and I said it. It's not dumb. It's smart. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. They started off better than they are now, but they have kind of put it together once again, and they're pretty good. Um, they are what second in the West or are they third? They are currently tied for first in the West. Oh, they are. They're sixteen, 16 and, and seven. Sixteen and seven. Yeah, and with with basically the same roster as last year. Of course, it's a young roster, yeah. so everybody's improved a little bit. Um, some might argue that Jokic has taken a step back in some aspects, although he's had some pretty good games as well. He's I I can't tell if he's a great coach or if it's a great team, but he's got to be at least a candidate moving forward. I think he's a guy to to be thinking about and talking about for sure. My more intriguing candidate that could challenge Doc Rivers for the quarter season is award. Is it Bud? No. Okay. Could challenge Doc Rivers for the quarter season award in my mind is Dwayne Casey. Hmm. That's he, reasonable. He won it last year on the Raptors, got fired because of his poor playoff experience, went to the terrible Pistons, who are now 13 and 8 yeah. and look good. Now, there could be some mitigating factors here. Blake Griffin said he's healthy for the first time in years. Yep. Maybe that's why they're 13 and 8. I mean,. I would guess that's a big reason why it's probably a big reason, but it might also be that they have a better coach now. That could be a big reason. It might help. You're right. That may be part of it. I will say that maybe your point to this is a coaching thing, actually. So the Pistons are only outscoring their opponents by one point per game. Yeah. And so normally you'd expect them to be about either 500 or slightly over 500. So being five games over 500, 22 games in the season, 21 games in the season is really surprising based on that point differential. So that either means they've been lucky, most likely, but you could argue maybe the coaching makes a difference, and in some very close games, he's actually able to help them. I don't know if that's true or not. I right. Mean, if if you have a record that is outlasting or outdoing your point differential, there's it's one of three things usually, and of course the the first one is is just variance, which is probably right. what it it's always usually is. Usually that. Um, the second one is you have a player who is incredibly clutch and mm-hmm. will win you games at the end. There are guys like that. Or you have a coach who schemes better than the opposing coach and in close game situations. Yeah, Brad Stevens, I know he's a Celtics coach, yeah. but classic example of like the guy who does like the time, you know, plays out of the timeout master. Right. You know, and uh, so they get better shots than they're supposed to get and they win an extra game or two every season, it seems like, as a result. Yeah. So I think... I think you got to give it to Doc because of the surprising you success. You just have to, don't you? But the Pistons' success is almost equally surprising at thirteen and eight. The difference is the Clippers are sixteen and seven. Yeah, they're doing it in the West, which is tougher. They have a, a much more legit point differential. They're outscoring their opponents by almost five points a game instead of one, and they're doing it without any superstars. Tobias Harris is their best player. Yeah, I mean, come on. No, that's those are all great reasons. This is Flotsam and Jetsam on this team. These are all great reasons to give it to Doc, and yeah. I think for quarter season, you got to give it to Doc. I think you do. I think by the end of the year, if the Pistons win 52 games, Dwayne Casey's certainly going to be a candidate. I agree. Of course, if the Clippers win 54 games, Doc's going to win, right? Yeah. But there's no way the Clippers are going to do no. this. That's the thing. Like, in the end, I don't think the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. I know they're 16-7. and seven. I think they're literally not going to make the playoffs. Right. In the West. I agree. And so, Doc Rivers might be doing a better coaching job than Dwayne Casey and still not make the playoffs while the Pistons go to 52 games. But the Pistons do have a superstar in Blake Griffin. Yeah. Let me be clear. The Pistons are not going to win 52 games. They're going to win like 45 games. But, you I'm, know, I said if I don't know, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. Their point differential really seems to belie that not happening. Um, and they're probably going to find their level. You know, yeah, they're just running a little hot right now. Mm-hmm. Variance is on there is probably their friend. Um, we'll see. 
We'll see. There's, there's teams with much better point differentials who are behind them in the standings, and that usually doesn't last. Usually. All right. So let's, let's do the hard thing now. Okay. First team. All we didn't even do rookie of the oh, year. Oh, rookie of the year. Never mind. Can let's, we spend almost no time on this? Almost no time because it's Luka Doncic. It's always Luka Doncic. There's, it's never not Luka Doncic. It's <laughs> never not cabbage. All right. So let's look up Doncic's numbers here real quick just to give you a sense. And these are... These numbers are better than average rookie of the year numbers when we're talking about Doncic here. Yeah. Um, they're not the best rookie numbers of all time, but they're probably, what, top 20% for, for rookie of the year? Probably something like that. 18.5 points, 4.3 assists, 6.5 rebounds, 1.1 steals, half a block, shooting 80% from the line, 38% from three, 44 from the field. And Dallas has a winning record. Yeah. So, like, a rookie being featured that prominently sort of as their best player already. Yeah. That team almost never has a winning record. Like, LeBron was amazing, but Cleveland was bad his first year. That's the way it normally goes. These number one overall picks, these rookie of the year guys, their teams are awful, almost always. Yeah. But, nope, not Luka. Now, that's a little less surprising because he's so seasoned, but he's 19 years old, so yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, it's, he's a pretty interesting guy. Now, the guys who are potentially could challenge him for the rest of the season, there's really only two obvious candidates at this point. I think it's DeAndre Ayton, yeah. who is having a pretty good year. Yeah, he Not, would be rookie of the year a lot of years. Yes. And then the guy who's sort of the dark horse is Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, he's good. Who's now starting in uh, Memphis, which and Memphis is good. And yeah. he's, so he's probably not going to put up the kinds of numbers. He's not going to get the same kinds of opportunities. But he just put up 36 the other night. And uh, he's got huge talent, insane talent. So we'll see. I, I think Luka's going to win for the rest of the season, too. I think he's clearly the best player, but... But he does have a little bit of competition. He does. Okay. I, what I'm curious about is what are Luka Doncic's year three numbers going to look like? Yeah, me too. Like when he's 21 years old, is he going to be like 27, 9, and 6 or something? Is he going to be that guy? Maybe. Maybe it's, he's it's Russell possible. Westbrook. It's possible. You know, numbers-wise. Maybe he is. There's also a, a world where he just is the same yeah. as what he is right now. Some, some rookies are like that. I mean, I imagine he'll get at least a bit more efficient in some ways. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, he's likely to. I mean, you'd expect some growth. He's 19, right? Yeah. So there's, all, there's lots of ways he should get better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but some rookies just don't. But if he doesn't... Give he, some examples. By the way, he doesn't have to get better. Do you have some examples of rookies who had sure. similar type seasons that Doncic yeah. was having and didn't get better? Yeah, Kwame Brown, um, Ola Candy. No, no, come on. Um, no, I mean, actually no, good, I don't. good I don't. rookies. No, guys, guys who are rookie of the year. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon hasn't gotten any better. But he was rookie of the year on a horrible... Rookie of the year year. He, he averaged like was. 11 points a game or something. I think a little more than that, but like 13 and a half still. No, you're, you're right. I mean, not, nothing like... He would be like ninth in voting this year. Yeah, something like that. He, yeah. would, he would not be considered. Right. Yeah. So a guy who's actually like legit. Yeah. Like Luke is not going to make the all-star team, but he's going to get some votes. Yeah. Probably, right? And he's going to be... Someone has to think about it at least with him. I mean, his numbers could improve as the season progresses. They've already gotten better since the, the, like the first 10 games. Who else has won Rookie of the Year the last few years? Who are other rookies? Ben Simmons last year. Yeah. That was... A, he has not improved from no. last year to this year. He has not. He's actually gotten a little worse, hasn't he? Um, I mean, just his reluctance to shoot has... Been more obvious. Yeah. Uh, but he, but it's still, he's incredibly young. I expect him to improve. The year before that was Brogdon. Yeah. Um, let's, take, right. let's take a look at previous rookies over the year. Um, so who, were, who was in the rookie class before that? that? Was it Wiggins and Jabari Parker? Was it those guys? or Did they, they chop it? Is that what happened? They definitely didn't chop it. I think Wiggins just won. All right. So Brogdon. Oh, Towns in 2015-2016. Oh, okay. 
He was good. Wiggins won in 2014-2015. Towns hasn't gotten Towns has gotten better, but not that much better. No, I agree. Wiggins has not gotten better. Wiggins has not improved at all. Wiggins did win. But yes. Wiggins didn't have an, a dominant year like Luke is having. It's not really fair, right? 2013-2014 is going to make you sad. Uh-oh. Michael Carter Williams. Well, he never got better, but also not dominant. That is sad. I'm now sad. 2012-2013. This is like when my girlfriend visited me. In yeah, Maryland. it's like that. You're reading Lord it's of like the Rings. It's like reading... No, no, no. It was... I know this much is true by Wally Lamb. Please right. continue. 2012-2013 Rookie of the Year has gotten a lot better. Damian Lillard. Yes. 2011-2012 Rookie of the Year has gotten a lot better. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Previous... 2010, gotten a lot better. Blake Griffin. Yep. Okay. 2009-2010, uh, not gotten a lot better, although has having, having a career resurgence. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope. Tyreek Evans. Yeah. He hasn't really improved, though. Okay. Let's stop. Let's, okay. Talk, let's not go back forever. The guys who are really dominant almost always get better. The guys who are like pretty good in, in the in the tough years wouldn't have no chance of winning don't get better. Right. That's the basic. Yeah. Version. That's of it. what it seems like based yeah. on those names. Okay. Cool. Although it's hard to say because we're we're tinted by what they've done since then as well when we're talking about them being dominant or not. Um. That's fair. That's fair. But Kyrie definitely had a very strong rookie year, and so did Dame, Damian Lillard. I remember that. Yeah. Like, they scored a lot of points right. and stuff like that. I mean, they were the focal points of their team. Right? Neither of them was as good as Doncic. Mm, correct. Correct. Yeah. Has it ever, were any of those guys, were, was Towns as good as Doncic? Probably not quite. Probably not. He was probably kind of an Aiton-level guy. Yeah, maybe slightly better than Aiton. I think he was better than Aiton, but not as good as Doncic. Maybe Kevin Durant was about as good as Doncic in 08 when I he won. I don't think he was. I think he was just pretty good. Is LeBron the best since? Because since then, it's like LeBron, Emeka Okafor, Chris Paul, Brandon Roy, Durant, Derrick Rose, and then the guys I said. I would wonder about Chris Paul, but LeBron definitely had a monster yeah, rookie year. Of course he did. <coughs> Every year. It's been a monster year for So LeBron. this is actually an unusually good rookie year. Of course, yeah. go back far enough and you find the one that's really good. Tim Duncan had an amazing Oh, I thought you were going to say Wilt Chamberlain. No, but Tim Duncan had like a great rookie year, right? Mm. He averaged like 21 and 12 or something I mean, like he that. went to the uh, the Spurs and they went from the worst team in the league to the best team, one of the best teams in the league immediately. Of Instantly. course, the best rookie year of all time in recent memory was probably Shaq. Um, he was unbelievable. 26 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks as that's, a rookie. Yeah. So the league was not prepared for him, as Bill Walton said. No, they were not. All right. So we're right. both taking Doncic for quarter, yeah, 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 quarter yeah, yeah. season rookie of the year. Now let's get to the tough stuff. All right. First team all NBA. We're going to have a lot of arguments. Let's both keep in mind. We're not talking about projections. Yep. Just, just for the what first players have done what they've done so far. So Steph Curry's not on the tip of the tongue here. Right. I got him second. I got him for my two guard, not my point. Guard. <laughs> let's start with the guards because they're easier. Once we get to the forward positions is where it gets I don't know tough. that the guards are easier. I'm curious to see if we agree on the guards. Okay, I don't I, think the guards are automatic. I don't think the guards are automatic, but there are some more clear choices, maybe? Let's see. All right, so point guard. Point guard depends on if you classify James Harden as right. a point guard, which I don't. That's uh, perfectly fair not to do it that way. Um, I didn't either. I, I, he's a two-guard. Chris Paul's the point guard, so I, that's what I went with. So I guess it's got to be Westbrook. That's what I did, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're well, right. We're gonna have the same backcourt. Yeah. The other the other candidates are of course Lillard, Kemba Walker, and Kyrie, Kyrie. Irving. Who they're are basically they're, all doing the same thing. Yeah, they're essentially the same player. I Lillard has slightly better numbers across the board in every category, mm-hmm. but as you pointed out, he's asked to do more offensively than a guy like Kyrie. Although the Blazers do have CJ McCollum as well. That's true. Uh, Kemba Walker is asked to do the most offensively. Yes. But his numbers are less consistent. That includes like a sixty point game and a fifty point game. Yeah, I mean. It's, I think they're all very similar. I think if you put them on, if you trade them for each other, they might put up 
I don't know. I, I mean, they're so similar to each other, right? In well, the they end. are right now, but I, I don't think of Kemba as in the same talent category as the other two guys. That's fair. Um, he's never he's never really been. He's always been just like a notch below them until yeah. right until this season. So right. the question is, is he going to maintain this or not? Right. I don't know. I don't know if he is, but he apparently himself is surprised <laughs> at how well he's doing. Like well, he said, this is like unexpected for him. He's uh, 28 years old. And so he's unlikely little, that he's a little bit just, older than yeah. there. Yeah, well, that's the same age as Lillard, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kyrie is younger than Lillard. He's, yeah, 26, I think. 27, I think. Yeah, yeah, Lillard won four years in college. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. So, yeah, so probably this is just Kemba having his, his career year right now. All right, so we agree, though, Russell Westbrook <laughs> for point guard. He has to be the guy. We already talked about him in the yeah. MVP about why. His numbers are just impossible to ignore, and the team is playing really well with him. Yep. All right, two guard. If we're counting Harden, I guess it's Harden. I'm counting Harden, so it's Harden. If we're not, if we're counting Harden as a point guard, I think we still get Westbrook over Harden, probably. Yeah, I, I do that. Yeah, um, and Harden doesn't end up on the first team, right? And Butler does, right? Jimmy I didn't. Butler. I just I decided Harden was a two guard, so I didn't think about it. But let me take a quick look. I, I got who candidates, go? even if I thought there were other. Like who else could be in besides Jimmy Butler? Clay uh, Thompson? No, it's uh, Demar Derozan and Devin Booker. Well, Demar Derozan can fuck off, okay, and so can want, Devin Booker. Oh, do you want to hear the numbers? I don't feel like you do, but you're going to. Okay, uh, it's going to take me one second. I'm pretty sure Demar Derozan, like 12 games in a row, has a negative uh, plus minus. Like okay, he's doing some things poorly out there. That is clear, but let me just give you his pure numbers. Okay, 24.3 points, six assists, 5.7 rebounds. A steal, half a block, uh, terrible three-point shooter, 48% yeah. from two is not that good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, let's, let's look at Devin Booker because he is having a, his 20, best. 23 and a half points, 6.7 assists, 3.6 rebounds a game. He's shooting, somehow he's shooting 31% from three. That's which weird. Is like his strength, 44% overall. I don't see how Devin Booker is in this conversation. Yeah, I guess if, if Harden's not counting, it's got to be Jimmy Butler then. Uh, who has made the 76ers clearly a lot better yes. at this point. Yes. And he's like starting to find find his way there. He doesn't average oh, wait. as many. We didn't mention Victor Oladipo. Oh, he's got to be part of that conversation for sure, right? I might put him over Butler. Yeah, Butler's numbers aren't actually that impressive. He's just that he's just really good. I mean, he's yeah. averaging They're both really good, right? I would say Butler is better than Oladipo for sure. But Butler's averaging 2.2 steals per game. That's crazy, but he's, he's under 20 points a game. He's kind of a Kawhi-type player where the stats don't show how good he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both great defensive players. They're both very good offensive players, right? They're both just really good. I would probably go Oladipo, but it's perfectly reasonable to take Butler. If, but really, we're taking Harden, right? Yeah, we're taking Harden. Yeah, yeah Oladipo averaging 21.4, 4.7 assists, 6.6 boards. How does he get 6.6 boards? He, he jumps, six, man. Six foot four. He jumps. 1.6 steals, 34% from three, 44 from two. Another guy you could at least consider, but is, is like clearly a notch below, is Bradley Beal. Definitely a notch below. But having a good season as well. Yeah. All right, let's get to the tough stuff. Okay, here we go. So this is a lot of this has to do with position classification because we're trying to do like the conventional one, two, three, four, five positions. Yeah. So who you got for three? Well, I'm glad you asked. So, I mean... I'm not sure anymore what anyone plays with, like the stretch fours versus the threes. They're all sort of the same. That they just yeah. like, it's like two threes and one of them's playing a four. Right. So I don't know. I went with Giannis as a clear guy. Are we saying is he does he count as a four? I'm counting him as a four. Okay. Well then LeBron. 
yeah. who can play the four also, but clearly is a three also, right? They both can be threes. Yeah. It's some combination of those two guys. Yeah. It's got, to me, it's got to be those two guys. Although there are other candidates. There are strong candidates. Being Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Those are very strong candidates. I think Durant even more so than Leonard, even though Leonard is awesome. Yeah. Like Durant's on a great team and his numbers are unbelievably good. Yes. I mean, someone posted a poll the other day on Twitter about like, where does Kevin Durant rank all time? And it was like, Top five, top 10, top 15, top 25, or not in the top 25. And just the fact that that was even the way the question was phrased sort of hit me like, oh, wow, like you think the guy who's making this poll absolutely thinks Durant's in the top 25 all time right now. And the majority of Twitter users agreed. Now, of course, there's something about the timing and all, you know, the context and things like that. And maybe people would feel differently down the road. Um, but like I, in my head, I don't think of Durant as a top 25 player of all time already. He Personally, might, he might be. I mean, he's not only does he put up these offensive numbers, he has an unblockable shot, but mm-hmm. he's a great defender. He's actually a great defender, which usually guys with his type of body and that type of offense aren't great defenders. True. But he is. He's averaging 30 points per game. <laughs> yeah. 6.2 assists, 7.7 rebounds, a steal, a block, uh, shooting 93% from the line, by the way. Yeah. Oh, his three-point is way down from his career. He's averaging 33 from three. His career is 38. That's just variance. Yeah, it's going to come back. 52% from the field, though. So those are great numbers. I mean, he's the other guy I considered. for. He's the only other guy I considered in the front court. Yep. Um, sorry, for the forward positions besides Durant and uh, sorry, uh, LeBron and Giannis. I thought Durant was very reasonable, and then I just decided LeBron is just – Giannis is automatic. Yeah. And LeBron is clearly the best player in the league in my mind still and the most important player in the league. So I guess Durant just can't make it. Right. That's, and I don't know what else to do. I actually, I was consider for a little while, I was like, can I make Kawhi a two? Because yeah. officially he's listed as a guard forward on yeah. you know, Yahoo or something like that. But that's, that's lying because he's, he's a small forward. Right. So and I didn't do Harden's it. Harden's numbers are better, although his team Yeah, is, but I'd rather have Kawhi. I would, I would too. Harden doesn't play any defense, doesn't try, bad in the clutch. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone hates him. This wasn't as hard as I thought. We're actually doing all right here. Yeah, we agree more than I thought. We got Westbrook, we got Harden, we got LeBron, and we got Giannis. We're four for four. We've agreed on everything so far. I think we're going to have to agree on center also. I'm I'm curious to see if we do. I got Embiid. I got Davis. There you go. Well, he's missed some time. How much time has he missed? I I don't know exactly. I don't think he's missed that much. Let me take a look. Um, Davis' numbers are slightly better. They're very, very close. <clears throat> okay, so Anthony Davis has played 21 games, and the Hornets have played 23 games. So he's missed two games. He's, so not, like, on the, he's not on the Hornets, but oh, yeah. that's not a big <laughs> that's deal. That's a good point. Thank you. New Orleans has played 25 games, so he's missed four games. Okay, it's not a ton. Yeah, I think, I think that he still qualifies yeah. anyway to play. Their numbers are actually weirdly close. They're very similar. 13 rebounds a game for Anthony Davis, 13.4 for Embiid. 28 points a game for Davis, 27 for Embiid. Four and a half, for, sorry, 4.8 assists for Davis, 3.5 for Embiid. So that's a little different, but only a little different. Yeah. Anthony Davis is more skilled at passing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one of the things though, that did make it a, a little bit of a difference for me down the road, I guess, because you got to find a way to differentiate these guys. Davis is a, is a, a more efficient scorer. He's shooting 51% from mm-hmm. the field. Embiid is in the like the mid forties, I think like forty four or something. Yeah, like that. if he's only missed four games, I think I actually agree with you that mm. Davis should be the guy. They both block shots. Davis is at two point seven blocks a game, but Embiid blocks a lot of shots too. Um, these guys are just both 
really, really good. I mean, Embiid's getting two blocks a game, so he's getting almost almost a full block more. That feels like meaningful when it's this close. Yeah. Um, Embiid's team is better. Embiid's a part of that, but he also has two incredible teammates, and Davis has a good team around him, but nothing like a Ben Simmons and a Jimmy Butler. I don't know. I mean... Here we go. I, I feel like New Orleans is certainly underperforming with the talent they have. I agree. With Drew Holiday, who is an underrated great point guard. Yeah. I would say he's a top 10 point guard for sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even top seven. Probably. Probably right on the edge of the top seven. Yeah, right, right, right around, right around seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miritich, who is an offensive dynamo. Yeah, but I mean, until last year, Miritich had done kind of nothing for his career, right? I mean... Julius Randle. Who is really good and really might be the sixth man of the year. Etwan Moore. Now you're losing he's me. Got a, he's got old man game. That's what they say. That's such a cool thing to say. What? It is actually, isn't it? <laughs> he's got... Etwan Moore has old man game. Um, okay, I actually agree with you on Davis if he's only okay. missed four games. I thought he had missed more than that. Yeah. I had one other candidate for center, but he's not even close to these other guys. Is it Jokic? It's Jokic, yeah. He's having a, a quietly good year. You know, he's, he's pretty good. At what are his numbers? Uh, let me take a look here. Nikola Jokic, where is your page? Here's he's getting us only 17 points a game. Yep. Only seven and a half rebounds a game. Nine, Sorry, that's seven and, a half, seven and a half assists a game. Yeah. Wow. 9.7 okay, rebounds, seven and a half assists. So it's the assists that make him special, Yes, right? it is. Like, he can score, he can rebound some, but they're not elite numbers by any means. And but the not assists a, are unbelievable. And he's not a defender. So. Right. So I don't see how he could... Like, Davis and Embiid are fantastic defenders. Yeah. I mean, they're both... They're, they're two of the guys besides Giannis who are most likely to win MVP, I think, in the next 10 years. Yeah. Like, that's, that's your short list, I think. Those are my top three guys to win MVP. Ten, they win the most MVPs, you know, for the I next think, 10 years. I think that's probably correct. Um, now, something that's interesting about Embiid and Davis is that it doesn't feel like it at all, but Davis is one year older than Embiid. feels like he's got a lot more years on him. He does. Well, he's got a lot more uh, experience. Lot, yeah, he's played so many more seasons, right? Embiid's 24. Davis is only 25. Wow. And Giannis is 23. So these guys are the next 10 years of the NBA, basically. So Anthony Davis has played 431 games. How many games do you think Joel Embiid has played? I'm going to guess 130. 119. Not bad. So that, I mean, that tells you a lot, right? I mean, he had, he had both an injury and a process situation going yes. on that made him not play as much. Well, he didn't play at all the first two seasons, and then the third season he played 31 games, yeah. right? And was incredible in those 31 games. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <coughs> well, I, I think we got a pretty clear... We actually agreed kind of on everything. Yeah. I, I thought, thought this was going to be a little harder. Well, I mean, once you actually put it out there, it's like, well, there's some undeniable things, you know? Yeah, I mean, if Steph Curry was healthy, I would have made him the point guard. Yeah. And I guess Harden's just the two guard. Or maybe I just would have gone him and Westbrook in the backcourt. I'm not sure what I would have done. Mm -hmm. But some version of that. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's hard to even... I don't see anyone overtaking these guys except Embiid could overtake Davis. And KD could overtake LeBron. Yes, that's true. You're right. It's tough, man. LeBron's just holding on. Yeah, he's just good. Just hanging in there. All right, so we got our official tally is Westbrook, Harden, LeBron, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. Sounds pretty reasonable to me. With uh, honorable mention for Joel Embiid and Kevin Durant. So we have, let's see, the MVP from two years ago, the MVP from last year, the best player maybe of all time, um, the MVP from who's going to be this year, 
and then the guy who's most likely to be MVP in any year that it isn't going to be Giannis for the next 10 years. Yeah. That's the that's our five. That's pretty incredible. Seems like a reasonable five. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on to our best bets. Yes. I've been this. waiting for this. Let's oh, make yeah, some you money. Can't, can't wait. You know what I do? I, one of my bets, they're my little soldiers. I, my, I send them out, and I expect them to come back and with hostages. They bring back hostages, and those hostages are money hostages, my are friend. You, are you saying hostages without the T? You're like, hostages. You keep no, saying, I said hostages. They hate us because they ain't us. I absolutely am saying hostages. Sta. Sta. So I'm good. You're the guy who likes to say they hate us because they ain't us. I know. Um, That's different. All right. What's your best bet? My best bet is a clear winner. All right. You got an obvious if one. You're, if you're stupid enough not to bet this, I can't even help you in the world. You got nothing going on in your life if you're, if you're too dumb not to take this okay. and run with it. Let's hear it. But we don't give advice, and please don't listen to it. Um, the Clippers are traveling to the Memphis Grizzlies. These are two of the best teams in the West so far. Memphis is plus one at home. It's a clear play for Memphis. Lock it up. This is over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You just think. Are Memphis. you kidding me? Mark Gasol? Are you? We didn't even mention him. But that guy could be MVP. Like, <laughs> like fourth team, all fourth team All NBA center, maybe. Uh, he might be the fourth best maybe. center in the league. Maybe. Maybe. Mike Conley's playing great. Memphis is playing great. That's some grit and grind in your, in your coffee, my friend. That's what you got right there. That's some, some Memphis grind. And the Clippers are, are an illusion, and we all know it. Congratulations. You went 16 and 7. You know, you'll pick up your partici- participation trophy on the way out as you don't make the playoffs. This is where it begins. It's, the, it's over for the Clippers. They're playing a really good team. A team has been just as good as they are, and they're playing them on the road. I don't see how Memphis is getting a point. You can make a bad belly argument, I guess, but it doesn't seem to hold up midway through the NBA. So I like Memphis. Also, Jaron Jackson Jr., baby. The youth. He's a junior. Youthful. That's mean. Super mean. Why? Because he's, he's a man. He's a man. You said youth and, and man. Yeah. Youth man. <laughs> <laughs> New superhero. Yeah, don't call him junior. Call him baby. All right. Baby My- man. My bet yeah. is for Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs traveling to Los Angeles to play the Lakers, and they are getting eight points. Mm. Feels like too much. They have been struggling. I mean, sort of. They did just beat the Blazers handily. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. That must have hurt you as a Blazer fan. It did. It was not great. Did you lose any money on that? No, I did not. Nice job. Anyway, the Lakers, they've been better. The Spurs are on a bit of a downswing, but... That doesn't necessarily mean that that is how this game is going to play out. I think the Spurs are better than plus eight at L.A. It's not crazy. I, I, don't, I don't hate that. You want to go both? Let's bet them both. All right, we're doing it. And I just want to say, anyone who doesn't take their hard-earned money and place it on these two games, I don't even want to know you. You don't deserve to live anymore. <laughs> wow, that, that's, <laughs> that's harsh. Someone's got to tell the truth. You, you know what? Say Everyone's what? coddling these guys, the listeners. I'm sick of coddling you guys. I'm sick of carrying you. I'm giving you free money. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking about most of this. Yeah. And by most, I mean all. Anyway. Just to be clear. We're done. Okay. <laughs>